Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and every other podcast platform that there is. I'm Josh Knife, Kyler, and Griffin with me today. We are here to deliver the sharpest sports takes. Football is at an all-time high. We break down the weekend of college football and the entire NFL slate. What a great weekend of games. Remember to rate, review, and share the podcast with your friends, your family, the lady at Starbucks, the guy at McDonald's. Your friends need to know what is happening in the sports world, so send them here to Burst Your Bubble. Brought to you by Bigfoot Axe Throwing, the premier axe throwing location in the middle of Paradise, Hochatown, Oklahoma, and Hochatime, where time is more of a mindset than a location. Thanks so much for the support and for listening, but remember, no hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Josh, I'll start right there with the uh, Hochatown Bigfoot Axe Throwing in it was honestly depressing on Saturday around around you know two forty five three three o'clock in the afternoon, feeling the energy get sucked out of the building every time Oregon had a big gainer that led to an eventual touchdown. I don't think any of their drives lasted longer than six or seven plays. Rough to watch, Colorado Oregon around three p.m. on uh, Fox on Saturday. It was definitely not primetime television. It was not good. That was a complete beatdown. But I think what was awesome about that game was the entire nation was watching that happen at all at the same time. So all the reactions were live from everybody. That was really all mm-hmm. I did this. Go ahead, Griff. Well, I was just going to say, we. it's not like we didn't kind of uh, see that it was probably going to be that way. Like we all talked about how this was probably going to be a blowout. Colorado is going to get exposed, which is unfortunate. I think we all were rooting for Colorado, but that's just, I mean, their defense is terrible. Their running game is non-existent. Their offensive line is non-existent. Like, what do you do with that? I'd agree with them, especially the line. I mean, the the offense, the defensive line was apparent. I mean, very, very early. The the gains that a, a 5'9 Oregon running back was gaining – Every single down, it seemed like was just uh, it was it was fun to watch for sure. If you're an Oregon fan, but not fun to watch if uh, you're a fan of college football and what Dion's doing down there. But I think he's going to, yeah, he might, you know, he's going to get a maybe probably FSU is going to offer him. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as his son's there, I think he's there, and I don't think that he's going to announce this year because what Dion said was, you know, he didn't want to be the second to Caleb Williams one going into the NFL, so he was going to hold out a year so that way he could be number one on his own. So I don't think he leaves if his son's still there. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. Um, speaking of Caleb Williams, how do you think the game's going to go next weekend? Just kind of fast forwarding because it's not going to be good. It'll be a so rewind. We can get into that. We, we can DVR. Uh, last, uh, if you DVR last week, put it on at the same time this week or next week whenever they play, <laughs> and you'll be just watching the same thing. <laughs> I don't, you say that, Josh. Arizona State was in one possession of USC until ten minutes of the fourth quarter of this past game, this past week. On yeah, Saturday. Arizona State doesn't this get is me a excited about Colorado. For concern. I mean, Josh, there were only two. The USC only punted the ball two times, only scored forty-two points. The turnover battle was equal. I mean, I'm not previewing Friday's episode yet, but Colorado on the schedule. I mean, Josh, they got completely embarrassed. They got completely embarrassed. On Tyler, Saturday. say it now. You, You're taking Colorado. Say it you now. Don't, you don't think Dion has those no, boys Kyler ready to prove have the that they are a legitimate D1 program? Have the guts to take and say they, it. They belong not only in the in the Division One. Not only do they, do they belong in the top class, deserve to be ranked in the top twenty-five. Who? Colorado. Let me go on this rant. USC. Hold up. I'm just, I'm just saying. After, USC. After they put up six go. points. Hold up. Hold up. You think after putting up six points on national television that they still should be in the top 25? Do you think Clipson gets ranked after almost beating the FSU? No, but they would have a better chance of getting to the top 25 well, than Colorado would have staying in. Well, they, they scored seven against Florida State's also fourth. They, I'm saying they scored seven against Duke week one. So I mean, it's, it's Duke's not thing. bad though. But it's, it's, not. It's, it's 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 a it's it's a, it's a little bit different. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to all that later. We'll get to all that later. 
I do want to say this is this will not become a fitness podcast. I do know y'all want to talk about some kind of running. I'm pretty sure I have started working out, but the, I refuse to be in the worst shape on this podcast. So it's over for both you bitches. I will be able to beat each of you in at least one athletic feat. Um, Josh, I know for a fact I can beat you in a 40. God, you're the, um, not the first person Griff, to challenge I, me to a 40. You won't be the first person. I, I mean, you won't be the last person I beat. So whenever you come back to Tulsa, we'll, yeah. we'll race a 40. I'm ready. Now give me. Hey, we'll yeah. record it. All of us. We'll run a forty. I, I don't know if I can beat, I can beat you, Griffin, <laughs> but I can definitely beat Josh. Uh, Griffin, I can definitely. We'll we'll find something. I don't know. We'll uh, three point shoot okay. something. <laughs> well, you'll lose at that too. But okay. No, nah, I don't know. Puts within six feet. All right. Tell me about your weekends, though. Did y'all run? Did y'all how many miles did y'all run? A uh, thousand. So I actually have a cool. I, have, uh, I just I have eight. a cool running story from this weekend. Griffin did get a good eight mile in, brought that heart rate down quite a bit. Good job. What was it this time? Uh, I believe it was around one sixty. There you go. That's good for eight miles. It's a lot better than two hundred. So a long way. <laughs> just breathing. Just bet. Just better breathing. Yeah, better breathing. Uh, kind of backed off the pace a little bit instead of trying to. Um, run as fast. So as I my can. cool running story for yeah, the weekend sure. is, I went out with uh, groups that were that I'm doing the hundred mile with, uh, less than four weeks now. Uh, we went out together and we were going to go do a night run to test our headlamps. Well, I didn't know that it was supposed to be storming in Tahlequah <laughs> that night, so we run ten miles in a thunderstorm, getting poured, on, getting poured on. Can't, I mean, it was just miserable. And then had to get in my car after running ten miles. Uh, drive an hour 15 all the way back to Tulsa from Tahlequah in the pouring grain. My wife's windshield wiper came off about 30 minutes from Tulsa, so I had to get under an underpass and fix my windshield wiper blade just to be able to make it because I couldn't see anything in front of me. But then I made it safe. The, my immediate, the immediate question that comes to my mind is that what is stopping the weather itself from happening like that the day of your actual race. No, we talked about that. There's nothing stopping that. Um, right. And yeah. so, like, it could be one of the situations where there's a yep. 3 a.m. thunderstorm pop up for an hour and 15. And But the good news is all of our headlamps were waterproof. They all kept working. Which is something oh, that we didn't know going in. I hope it does rain. <laughs> there were a couple too. of guys that said that they hoped it rained. And I was like, dude, no way because my socks got wet immediately. And that's my absolute biggest pet peeve is having wet socks. Better pack another pair. Pack like six. Put them in a dry box. Can you hear me? What'd you say? Doesn't matter. Any other headlines? <laughs> Any other things going on? I mean, not, not UFC was really boring this weekend, to be honest. Um, Raphael Vazeev and uh, Gamrot. I think it's how you pronounce it. You know how I yes, knew this card really was going to be fight. boring? Was because whenever I listened to y'all's uh, last episode without me, I never once heard the phrase, this is the best card well, of 2023. I, I I don't know if I... Did I mention no, Bryce Mitchell was fighting? Bryce Mitchell fought. Or Arkansas! Arkansas! Yeah, he won. Uh, so that was cool. He got, in there with, he got in there with the Bible and said a bunch of crazy stuff. So that's always fun. Yeah, I, I didn't see any UFC. All right. Did you see any NCAA football? I I did watch some in an NCAA football, and that was good to watch. All right. It was week four, and this was the weekend of dreams for college football, and I, I think it absolutely delivered. And I, I just want to go – we can either go chronological or we can go – just, you know, the top teams in the nation, how they performed, the top storylines in the nation. And we kind of mentioned that, you know, we, we'll, we'll start with uh, Oregon. Um, they just absolutely boat raced Colorado, uh, showed them out outright that they're a top 10 team in the nation at every position, not just quarterback. And we have the number one, the number one recruit that's not actually playing. We have five-star players, at least four-star players, at every position on the field. And the backup is also a four-star player. Um, and I think Oregon kind of showed that on, on Saturday where Colorado is still lacking that. So I do want to ask real quick, uh, Griffin, Kyler and I talked about this yesterday or today. How big of a difference would Travis Hunter have made in this game, do you think? I mean, Kyler said they might have went from 
not a 36 point difference. He said they might have went from six to 12 and held them from 42 to 30. <laughs> hmm. I think that. they still probably would have scored 42. <laughs> they might have got the 12 though. I mean, I he it wouldn't have made that big of a difference. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. No, what well, wasn't? Good. I mean, Bo Nix. I mean, this was this is finally. I mean, Bo Nix has had. I said it on the last episode. He's had opportunity after opportunity in his college career. He's four months younger than me, by the way. This kid has fifty-two. Stuck kid. This this guy at this man has fifty-two, fifty-one, something like that. Starts in his college career. Has chance after chance to win a big game. He finally gets it done. And I think he may have just made himself a bunch of money um, with a ba- as a backup role in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the way you want to do it. Be a late-day guy like a Brock Purdy. Not expect to ever have to play and then just get your number called. Make $6 million a year. Go ahead. Uh, what other game you want to talk right. about? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could talk about. Uh, I mean, just go, just going off strictly headlines. What people want to talk about, we'll hear about on this podcast. So OU, OU versus Cincy. So what do we what do we think about? I mean, OU they won twenty to seven, but just not a very. I mean, Dylan Gabriel sucks. He's not a top fifty quarterback. Like I said on the on the last episode, I was episode. waiting for it. Um, okay, I got to stop you there. I wasn't apparently. here to defeat this, and I don't think I think Griffin was looking at stats for somebody because this was completely just not talked about nearly enough. You're telling me that Dylan Gabriel is not a top 50 quarterback in the nation. I don't think Oklahoma is a top 25 team in the nation. I don't think they're a top probably 30, 35 team in the nation. And I think there are 25 better teams in the nation who have a better one and two than OU does. Oh, my goodness. That is – dude, that's just – can't be accurate. That can't be your actual thought process. Like, what do you what do you want to say exactly? Exactly. Like, what do you want? <laughs> what argument did you want me to have for him? There is, it's just stupidity. No way, bro. No, that's I'm crazy. You, a, I'm sorry, watch, but that's what that's it is. Crazy, Kyler. Watch Dylan Gabriel out there. Dylan Gabriel's not good at football. All right. I mean, he's not huh. great, but he's not. He's probably top fifty. He's got to be top fifty. You got to, yeah. When you say probably top fifty, it's like then these. Okay, things. all right, Kyler, I got a task for you. Bring your bring your top fifty list next pod, next episode. We got to see, see it. the top twenty five without him in it. I will. <laughs> I want. I just want to see the top thirty. That's easy to make. That's uh, we that's both easy. know that's not going to happen. That we're not seeing that no. list. They put and they scored. I can make that off stats. I think right now you can attribute a lot of it to Levy, and I think a lot of people are very upset with Levy. But I think what OU is doing overall is trying to balance out the team and see how well they can win playing the SEC style of football, not trying to score sixty-five points every game. Maybe they're trying to transition a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't know why you would transition into not scoring as many points. That's when the SEC is scoring a lot of points. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, by a lot of points, I just mean more smash mouth football, time of possession. We, you know, we're, we years where Alabama wasn't having to put up thirty points to win games, they were doing it out with Georgia, and it was you know, sixteen to fourteen. Well, they do now, though. They got to. I mean, if you're in the college football playoff, I mean, Ohio State and uh, whoever the fuck they played last year, they it was forty two forty five. Always outliers. Outliers. I mean, we're talking about every the, year. Is- no, the norm. <laughs> what? Oh, Josh. Okay. Well, okay. So let's talk about the number one team okay, in the country. So, supposedly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to hear going here. Well, I was just gonna make a note that uh, Josh is now on the side <laughs> that we don't want to score points. <laughs> Not where I am. Well, points are oh, overrated. No. If you have right, a better so apparently, defense, you don't oh, have to score as many points to win. It was my point there. And the offense isn't having to do everything when you have an average defense or above average defense, which is what OU's needed for the past five years. Now that they have it, the team the team's probably not going to score 60, 70 points a game. That was my point. Their defense has been great this year, to be honest. It's been Thank better. 
the number one team in the country has a good defense as well. I don't think it's that. Oh, it's pretty good. It's an, and this win, forty nine to twenty one against UAB, it, it will be enough to keep them at number one, but not enough to make me confident in them um, any more than I was moving into this game. But uh, we'll we'll see Georgia as they move down the road and who they play next week. It's probably another. Coach. I mean, but did you need to be any more confident in Georgia to be a college football I mean, team, a playoff team? Yeah, I don't Carson. To be a playoff team, no. But to win it, yeah. Carson Beck, I need to see a little more. He has 22 for 32, 338 with three touchdowns. Um, what exactly do you want to see? Against UAB. What? Against UAB. Okay. Against UAB. I got gotcha. you. I do. A team that I do want to talk about that I predicted. A, and do you have an opinion on that game at all? No. All right. Um, a game I did call a uh, uh, 100%. You should have bet this, and it would have ended up pushing. So, you, I mean, maybe you shouldn't have bet it. I told you they would cover. It ended up pushing. Depends where you get it. Maybe you get 24 and a half instead of just 24. Michigan up 14, 7 and a half. Methodically pulled away in the second half, but they did not score in the final minute, even though they had a chance. Stifling defense from the Rutgers. I'm not sure what their mascot is. They win 31-7. They lose 31-7. I apologize. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good win for Michigan. Yeah, it was. And Rutgers pushed. So shout out to them. Shout out. And Texas. <laughs> Texas is back. 21 points in the second quarter. This team, I mean, I don't know. Xavier Worthy is one of the best receivers in the nation. He kind of showed that in his unselfishness um, on Saturday with uh, Jatavion Sanders having himself a monster of a game. Um, so Texas is back. What does this mean? When will we really determine if Texas is back? Uh, if they make the college football playoff. I think that's, that's, what I I think that's the first spot. And it's, I mean, if they do that and then transition to the SEC next year, like their recruiting class should be crazy good. And I believe that's probably going to be the case. That's fair. I like that. I like that. I like that answer a lot. Josh, you agree with that? One hundred percent. And it's a zero income tax down there, so pretty good for those NIL deals. Mm-hmm. Archie Manny's taking advantage of that. All right, number four. And Josh, you you sent me this. You you called me the called in the stat after the show was uploaded, and wish would have had it prior. FSU was only a two-point favorite at Clemson. We were Griffin and I were wondering what this line was. They hadn't won in Clemson since 2013. And it took them 2014, whatever year, when history matters in college football. That's why the line is where it was. Um, But they impressed on occasion. Clemson team showed up full force. They missed a lot of opportunities. But Jordan Travis, I I think he had his draft stock hurt by this game. Coming out with the win, um, but coming out with the win, um, walk off fashion. What do you guys say? Uh, I I did expect it to be a lot closer. I kind of you know I was looking at the Clemson side of it with the plus two and a half. That's kind of what I was staring at. I didn't re- I didn't put anything on the game. Obviously, I live in the state of Oklahoma, but uh, I FSU shocked me. They they rose up in the moment, and that's really what I needed to see out of them. It's one of these big games, like someone, and even though Clemson's not a top tier team, we tend to get into those rivalry situations, and you play to the competition a lot of times in those matches. And FSU didn't do that; they came out, played hard, and, and got a win. So I was impressed, and it speaks a lot for the team moving forward, looking at the rankings. Yeah, I overall was just kind of surprised that it even went to overtime. I thought FSU was going to get it done, and I didn't think it was really going to be that close of a game. Um, obviously, it was, and so that's kind of where I was more shocked at. I mean, they did end up pulling it out, and that's good, but overall, I was just shocked that it was actually that close throughout the whole game. I, I was shocked it was close the entire game. But moving on, we did the game we talked about earlier, USC and Arizona State. So uh, I, I'll just re, I'll just re-say this. So uh, USC better go take care of business. Or Rado could make things interesting. That's all I'm saying. No? It's not going to be an interesting game, bro. 
Okay. I mean, Colorado might score more points, but USC's probably going to score more points than Oregon did because their offense is better. Yeah. But, I mean, um, yeah. that Oregon. But I, I, what I was so actually personal. trying to find. Uh, okay. But, okay. So, but another, another thing I wanted to say before Griff, you get this off this is at Colorado. This is a big noon kickoff. So that means um, 11 a.m. What is 11 a.m. our time mean in Colorado time? 10 a.m.? Yes. Wait, no. I think so. So 10 a.m. Yes. A 10 a.m. kickoff for California kids. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I hope it's close. I just don't think it will be. Uh, But I was trying to, while you guys were talking about the last game, I was trying to find the... um, over under passing yards that you had for Caleb Williams that we kind of talked about before that game. Guess how many he ended up with? It was three twenty two, and you had him at three twenty four and a half. I mean, I should, I should had I to take the lines. under. That's what I do. A fucking stit would goddamn pass some shit, dude. I would call me Mayo because I cover the spread. But I think Griffin's lagging on us. I cover. I covered uh, it. Yeah, I'm back now. It was kind of. That's right. We heard what we needed to. That's exactly yep. right. Okay, so moving so, on to the game. Game. What was supposed to be the game of the day? Ohio State at Notre Dame. Ohio State comes out with the win, 17 14. Um, I didn't ra- realize Kyle McCord is a true junior, which in, I mean, today's college football is kind of young. I mean, because of how many COVID years and, you know, redshirt years and, you know, fifth-year seniors we have. But um, still the game plan for Ohio State is get the best athletes the ball. Um, nothing more evident than the game-winning touchdown drive where they gave Harrison two chances on the goal line before letting Henderson bang it in from the one. Um, Hartman was a better quarterback, um, I think, and is probably going to be a great quarter, great, great backup in the NFL. He has a great beard. Like, just a fantastic beard. Um, I hope he is at the Heisman ceremony. Like, just, I hope he receives enough uh, enough votes just so I can see the suit and beard combo. Oh, he does have a nice beard. Yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> you should see it, like, on the side. Like, when you take his helmet off, it's, it's still, like, fantastic. That's the only reason why you watch the game, huh? I just I just zoom in on him. Just I have a I actually have a um a Twitch I have I watched where it's just zoomed on his beard the whole time. <laughs> uh no, talking about history matters though with uh these college football games. Nice. Dude, Ohio State's won every single one of these matchups since 1936. Jeez. I thought that was going to change. What a stat. Clearly I was wrong. <laughs> what a stat. That's almost a century. Yeah. As the Rams just, just as we're watching uh, Monday Night Football, the Rams just make it a little bit closer. Maybe if they can get an onside kick here, they can uh, tie things up. But, uh, yeah, that, that – I don't know. Notre Dame, they, they had their chances in this game for sure. They'll be fine. I think they could still make it in the playoff, maybe, if a lot of teams lose. Yeah. So these teams that we're about hard. to talk about are playing so well. So a team that I want to talk about right now, number seven, Penn State, they won 31-0 to against number 24, Iowa. So was it Penn State's defense or was it Cade McNamara? No, dude. Um, Iowa's, it's all Iowa's offense. Iowa's offense for the past three yep. years has not been able to score points. This is a team that's hit for the – I mean, everyone knows you don't even – you can't bet it over if Iowa's playing because – they the offense, the offense is always expected to score so much, and they literally can't put up points week to week. But it was Bro, supposed points to be, are overrated, though. It was supposed to <laughs> not even keep a time of possession, though. Be, That's the problem. Not it was supposed it right. to be a different Iowa this year. It was supposed to be a different Iowa this year. Their longest drive was five plays, and it resulted in a punt. They had six fumbles. Four of them were lost. That's insane. Um, I don't know how much we really really learned about Penn State other than they'll step on a neck when given the opportunity. And I think that's uh, that's something to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, any else, anything else on this game? No. Iowa sucks. 
And the last college football game I want to talk about, number eight, Washington. I mean, 59 beats Cal 32. That's Cal with Cal scoring 13 garbage time points. Um, the Penix train, Penix, however you want to say it, it rolls on, and I'm riding it hard. Um, OU sucks, I will say. Miami continues to prove they're back, but are getting no recognition <laughs> for it. Miami is back, getting no recognition for it. Probably best for the program, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably. I really like you're Washington. Probably right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Washington looks good. I think you said it for uh, as far as Phoenix takes him. That's as far as they'll go. Yeah, the Phoenix train. I'm riding it hard. Okay. Pause. Okay. All right. No, I saw a great shot. All yeah. right. So, are y'all ready to talk to me? I'll send you an next video of, of Phoenix where he's really. <laughs> You already talked some NFL. All right, let's move on. Yep, All right, before yep. we get to the NFL, please yeah. go follow us on social media on X. We are at Sports BYBP on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else. Not Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere else. We are at Bursher Bubble Podcast. Go and listen to us there. Go check out our fantasy football expert Shane at Fantasy BYB. Get his reactions from a Chargers game that was very eventful. So make sure you're following us on all the socials. Thank you so much to the sponsors, Hoach, Bigfoot Axe Sewing and Hoach Time. Great partners to have. Let's get to the NFL in a clean, family-friendly way. Griffin, what do you got? Let's do it. Oh, uh, where do we want to start? The beginning of the weekend or the games that were tonight? Oh, let's start with the games that were tonight. Let's go. Let's start here, then we'll go back to Sunday day. Okay, can T. Higgins catch a football? Mm. Yes, Very he can. I've seen him do it. Can't tonight. <laughs> Dude, he's had so many balls just straight into it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't trust either one of you guys. <laughs> All I wanted was a family-friendly <laughs> intro to the NFL. Continue. What the, T. No Higgins one... cannot catch a football tonight. Right. That is what Bengals I was trying broken. to say. I don't. Well, they're not great. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a struggle. I mean, things just aren't going well. I mean, you have to blame some of it still on the Burrow injury. Personally, I don't know that he should keep going out there if he's not 100% because clearly he's not. Um, they did utilize Jamar Chase's game, which is leading to offense being put on the board, so, which is good. Yep, and it looks like they're about to kneel down and get and get their first win of the season here. Uh, and there it is as they get their first win of the season. The Bengals are on the board. But I'll ask again, just, I mean, they're 1-2 on the season, of course. And Josh, you said that, you know, as the Bengals continue, their season moves on and they're, they're not going to continue to be this bad, so they're going to have success throughout the season. But I'll ask again, how long does the Super Bowl appearance keep Zach Taylor safe? Well, I mean, I don't like I said. I don't think it. I don't think it has to. I mean, they're going to win tonight. You're going to get wins out of this Bengals team. I mean, I, I think he has one of the coldest seats in the NFL, though. To be honest, like you can't, you can't take like yeah, Joe Burrow's great, but you can't take that offensive line and scheme away to the Super Bowl with being a bad coach, right? So it's like, I mean. Is he a top 10 coach? Probably not. But is he top 15? I would say definitely so. Um, and so the thing is, I, I mean, I don't think his job's up for, for grabs anytime soon, really. Poconacua. All right, Eagles at box. Poconacua tonight. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what do you have? Five receptions, 72 yards. So his first career game without double digits receptions. Fantasy world, you can blame that on me because I started him in every league that I had him. So it was bound and determined that he was not going to have a 30-point game when I needed two to win. So Came back to earth finally. So Mike, I saw talking about coming back to earth. Mike Evans. So it is his 1K season in jeopardy? <laughs> no. Uh, still 60 yards and a touchdown on five receptions. I'm not looking at the targets in front of me, but probably eight or nine if I had to guess for the game. So no, not in jeopardy at all. This probably puts him around – 325 for the season, if I had to guess, 330. So I think he's going to be just fine. All right. Baker bad, equals good, or both? Griffin, you got it. I want to take it away, Josh. Take it away. I want to hear you talk Baker Mayfield. 
I think that uh, we shouldn't be shocked by this performance. He's been more this than anything else in his career. If you want me to be real honest, okay, uh, let's talk about this season. Honestly, though, I was, I was, I was hoping that they were. I honestly, I'd talked to both of you guys about how I thought this could be a potential upset because he had actually been playing good. Their defense had been playing really good, um, and but I mean, the thing is, is they went up against the thirty-first ranked defense, pass defense anyway, and um, put up eleven points. That's a problem. No, it is a problem. Like it, they, how many points did they put up? I didn't see the final. Eleven. Score. Eleven. So it, it was more than I thought, to be honest. So shout he out had a QBR of thirty-four point seven. That's not good. That's I mean, I, I think they're usually higher than that. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Eagles are a bad team. I mean, we're looking at a very similar team that just went to the Super Bowl. I know the defense took a step back, but it's not like yeah. it's Swiss cheese back there. It's not like we're talking the Cardinals. No, but their their defensive backs and everything are all banged up too. Like they're it's not like they're super it's, healthy right now either. And the Eagles have not looked great or like world right. beaters at all this season. You know, like they're I mean, yes, they're three and zero, but nobody is saying that they were what they were last season. This even is the they're first, saying they weren't what they were. This is the first quarterback that they've made look like this. I will say that. Yeah. All right, moving on. Unless we got anything else pertinent to say, Rams at Bengals. So uh, we've already talked about that. So let's move on to uh, Saints at Packers. Saints, Saints go marching in. They do not get a win. Man, Caller. Packers didn't score a point until the. Cal- Sorry, Caller. I was gonna. I started talking at the same time you did. My internet's probably a little bit slower. My question was going to be about Jordan Love and Derek Carr. Who has better control of an offense? Um, well, well, as of right now, it's got to yeah. be Jordan Love. So I'm going to go with Jordan Love because you. Uh, Derek Carter has a very hurt AC joint. Um, yeah. The Packers didn't score a point until the 11th minute um, of 11, min- 11 minute mark of the fourth quarter and one. Um, followed that field goal drive with two touchdown drives. The final one going to Romeo Dobbs. Uh, thoughts on Jordan Love led Packers and the Saints with, uh, it seems, Jameis at the helm for a week or two at least. Yeah, I think we get the uh, Jameis-Baker rivalry matchup. We do. It's going to be primetime TV. I'm a big fan of Jordan Love. Jordan Love looks good to me. Obviously, he kind of struggled early there, but I think he's going to be able to put together some really nice performances. And uh, I, I'm... Super impressed with how he's been able to get some of these comebacks and even fight in that close game. I mean, I think he's going to end up being the real deal. So, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, I, I don't want to jinx to jinx any Packers fans out there, but it, and especially Cole, you know, I, we miss and love you. But, I mean, from Favre to Rodgers to now love, it, I mean, it, it seems like that it's gone just from back to back to gri- back. Griffin, your thoughts on that? No, Griffin's struggling with this. There's two Griffiths. Holy this shit. Is, what the this fuck is, is going on? Reception, bro. You say there's two of me? <laughs> there it is. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm too hot <laughs> for this. All right. Uh, give me your thoughts. So it's gone from Favre to Rogers to now Love. Give me your thoughts on that. We're not. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking to me or Josh, my bad. <laughs> no, no, I mean, honestly. The th- <laughs> no, I heard the whole question loud and clear. My bad. Uh, no, I mean, the thing is, is do we know if Jordan Love is really um, that good? I'm not necessarily convinced. I need to see more still. He's played good so far, but at the same time, I would like to see more than three games. Um, And with that being said, do I think he's going to end up having a Hall of Fame career like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? Probably not, to be honest. But he could. We we probably said that. There's always a chance. But Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in the first few weeks of of their career as well. Uh, so let's talk about the next game. Chargers at Vikings. Two teams looking to get their first win of the season. 
another week, another game where Kirk Cousins has the ball in his hands with under two minutes to go to win the game. Once again, doesn't get it done. Vikings fall to 0-3. I'm interested to hear you guys hear your guys' thoughts on this game and these teams in general. I mean, who I think are good, just not ever when it really matters. Griffin, were you mad at Kirk Cousins' name right there? Was that what that was? No, I was mad that I actually sat and watched both of these teams try to lose this oh, game. Okay. No, dude, I'm a Kirk Cousins fantasy well, I, owner. I, I have I to you like got him. Angry when the game got brought up, I thought you were just <laughs> mad at Kirk Cousins. I, I didn't no. know. No, I'm mad at the fact that people are trying to pump the brakes on Brandon Staley getting fired. Whenever this game should not change anybody's thoughts about him as a head coach, he's not a good head coach. Okay. They're barely winning games with Justin Herbert, who's, I think, probably a top-five quarterback talent in the league. Their defense is 32nd. He's a defensive head coach. Like, what are we doing? They have good players all over the defense, and they suck. Definitely, like, I, definitely I just don't not a good defensive know. team uh, under a defensive-minded coach. So, you, I mean, do you think – I mean, and this like, kind of game, I think we talked about it. Does this win – does it erase any concern of Brandon Staley that they should have? Should they be putting the no. panic button away? No. The thing is, why do you go for it on fourth down on your own 24 whenever the Vikings have not been able to really drive the ball in a quarter and a half and had zero timeouts? <laughs> like, what are we doing? It's a fair point. That is a fair point. The Chargers, I mean, yeah, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, just make it just Justin Herbert show. But, and on, on top of that, why are you giving the ball to Joshua Kelly, who's a backup running back that sucks, whenever you've been getting quick slants all game? you got to balance well, the scheme hey, out. Why slant. is that the play call? Oh, my God. Hate no. to see uh, Mike Williams go down. Uh, the Chargers did win that game, by the way. Yeah. Just so the just so yeah the they did but how mad at did win the game just so they know that they, they got a tipped pass interception okay they got bailed out I don't know got lucky I guess that happens Kirk Cousins a is pretty good Jordan sucks. Addison's getting really integrated to the offense Justin Jefferson is obviously saying I'm the number one wide receiver so you're playing against a good lord this cat you're, so you're playing against a really good offensive team here. It's not like, you know, it's a bunch of scrubs. So what about on. the Titans? Titans when they Browns. played the Titans and put the, the, that's fine. We will get to that <laughs> game. But the Chargers also gave up 27 points to the Titans. What are we doing? Okay, hey, Titans Browns. Were a good Titans Browns. Team. I mean, Deshaun Watson? Is Deshaun Watson back? I, mean, I love that you asked that question the... because I remember when Griffin and I were doing the episode, he said, man, when Kyler said, well, Deshaun Watson sucks at football, when did that happen? He said that killed him. So I was hoping that you'd be the one to ask if he was back. <laughs> oh, is he back? Is he all the way back? Just like Texas. I mean, he used to play in Texas. Just, he used to play in Houston, of course, so – and beautiful passes all day long to Mari Cooper, who had a fantastic game. Elijah Moore was a reliable target, and Joko over the middle uh, over the middle is always a tough cover. It is not Tractor Cedo season yet, um, so uh, don't take out the panic button. I don't think, but he is over eighteen hundred carries in his career, uh, which is a scary number for running backs in their careers. But Tractor Cedo is different. So thoughts on so that? I was actually going to ask you. I did have a thought. What if the Titans are just saving him until it's cold enough to be tractor seat of season? Well, that'd be the smart thing to do. So should we expect more from Tajay Spears, or what do we think is going to happen with him? That's a Griffin question. I mean, if I'm the Titans, I'm just running Derrick Henry every time. Well, they're the complete opposite of that. But I also have him in. But I also have him in fantasy, so I want that to happen. Yeah, they're giving all the curious to Tajay Spears. But I mean, uh, three to twenty-seven. It was literally. Go ahead. Eleven carries to four. Exactly. Uh, I do know that Amari and Derrick Henry's favorite. Whoa, what? 
Yeah. I saw, I was watching Twitter, I was on Twitter during the game, and they said that Spears is out carrying. It's X. On X. But no. Oh, well, that's good for Derek Henry. You watch no, X videos? Dude, I thought they were phasing him out. I was very sad for him. Um, no. I do know that Amari Cooper almost got no. cheated out, or he did get cheated out of a touchdown. Uh, that was a an egregious missed call. That would have been a, a highlight. Yeah, real dude, touchdown. it was terrible. And that, my thing is like Deshaun Watson would have then been over three hundred yards, and um, Amari would have been over one hundred and fifty. Yeah, and you have a guy on the sideline there to look for that thing. Like all your job is to do is to look at the feet. Like it's your job to know. And he was—I mean, it wasn't like it was toe tapping either. Ugh, I was so mad watching that. I do. No, it wasn't I even do close. Have some Amari shares. Hmm. Yeah, you were right. probably sick. Moving on, Colts. We're visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Our Baltimore Ravens group. Um, so yep. uh, our, our training and rehab facilities, strength and conditioning coaches, training staff, um, they all ranked 32nd last year in anonymous player polls. Uh, why are we surprised that our entire team is injured? Shouldn't be. Literally nice. shouldn't be. So it's I mean, every I, year. I, I told I told y'all on on Friday's episode. Gardner plus eight. If Gardner gets in, plus eight is a lock. What I didn't know is that if Gardner gets in, Colts money line is a lock. I mean, if what a game by Gardner Minshew. Stones by Gardner Minshew outdueled Lamar Jackson. So if you guys get the Ravens, what team do I have to be a fan of on here? Mm. I mean, probably like the Cardinals or something. You can take the Sean Watson if you want to. Huh? That's an interesting proposition. <laughs> okay. Um, you could take uh, the Bears. Lamar Jackson definitely did not get out dueled. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a he, he did, did not get out dueled. But you, I mean, you have a very fair point to say with as bad as the facilities are. It should be no surprise to anyone that at one point during this game we were playing without 50% of our starters on the field on both sides of the ball. So not not good, not an easy way to go out and win on a Sunday. Uh, to be honest, though, I still thought that this was a game that the Ravens gave away with a, an untimely fumble and just a couple of situations. That, to me, they ran this new playing scheme, the new scheme that they're running, works for them a lot. But whenever you have an incompletion – and then a carry, and then an incompletion, and you don't get a first down, you don't waste very much time off the clock. So that's one of the downfalls of not running the ball as much from this Baltimore Ravens team is they're not eating enough clock towards the end of games. Yeah, I mean, if they ate the clock, they wouldn't have to score points. They still would Their incompletions on first down drive me bonkers. Say that again, Kyler? Their incompletions on first down drive me. It's every time. Oh, it's every yeah. time. Yeah, but then I look down to Lamar's like seven for no, it's ten. Probably because they have a running back throwing in the ball. Lamar's percentages are actually pretty good this game. Twenty-two for thirty-one, two hundred two yards. Well, fourteen carries, one hundred one yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Whew. All right. Let's move on Let's to someone who had, running back. who had a little better of a quarterback performance today, and that was uh, Tua Tungavaloa. 23 of 26 or 306 yards, four touchdowns. The third most points in NFL history as the Dolphins defeated the Broncos 70 to 20. And they were a field goal away, a field goal that they very well could have kicked away from setting the NFL record for most points in the game. A-Chain, also, Griffin, you called him on the last pod how much, how good he looked at the end of, at the end of last week's game. Over 200 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns and, and two Receiving touchdowns on top of that. Should I mention Mostert had three rushing touchdowns along with 80 yards? Most importantly, should I mention it was against Sean Payton, the savior for the Broncos and the new ownership. Chose Payton over an unproven McDaniel in the coaching coaching search, and he flexed on them on Sunday. Not only that, uh, 
Sean Payton last year said that I'm pretty sure it was like Tua would be benched by the end of the season of last year or something like that, or by the end of this season. And so that's part of the reason why he didn't even want to look at the Miami job either, which is crazy. Oh, Ooh, I love Historic that. performance. 23-26. Historic. Most accurate also, quarterback in the uh, NFL. Let's talk about Tyreek putting up 157 yards as well. He's more than on pace for that 2,000-yard season through three games. And they did all this yeah. without Jordan like, or Jalen Waddle. Dude, Jalen Waddle, yeah. It's insane. I mean, you talk about an offense. I, <laughs> I love the McDaniel swagger. Him and Tua's friendship just seems so cool. It's like a couple of dudes just out there having fun, drawing up Madden plays, creating custom rosters. It's pretty fun to watch. And I think, uh, Josh, you sent a tweet where in the in our group chat where it was like, you know, uh, McDaniel's in his in his coach's office hitting his vape, you know, just drawing up plays. And it's definitely not, not a nicotine vape, I'll guarantee that. He's hitting – he's in their highest shit drawing up. Just he's to, getting creative. Bro, getting super creative <laughs> on their own DMT drawing up plays. <laughs> bro, I don't think we – I think, that's, I think we got to add allegedly in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Kyler's like Kyler's like per sources. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Falcons at Lions. This is a game that did surprise me a little bit. I thought it would be closer than it was, but it was just the Lions showing up and being the tougher team on this day. They won twenty to six. As I scroll down through my notes here, Gibbs finally given uh, in an adequate amount of amount of touches, amount of rushes, seventeen rushes for eighty yards. Goff did the same to Amon Ra, um, who is continuing to prove himself as a top receiver. Uh, like I said, it was 6 of 20, but I don't think my stock gets any higher or lower for either of these teams. Um, more games like this, the more games, uh, the closer we are to starting Taylor Heineke for the Falcons. And I'm all for that. See, I, I think that these, you know, I did learn a lot about both of these teams. I actually learned that the Falcons, once again, are not as good as what you guys think they are. And what a lot of other people think that the Falcons are. I don't think that they're actually a good football team. Uh, and the Lions, this is when that they needed to go out and get. They needed a, a performance, you know, after the last two weeks, you know, beating the Chiefs and coming out flat in week two. They needed to get a win, a statement win over the Falcons. And they did a lot of that. There was a lot of uh, good things on offense. Dan Campbell was being Dan Campbell in good moments. Um, obviously, you love to see Jameer Gibbs get the workload. Um, I think the most telling thing from the offensive side for the Lions for me was Sam Laporta breaking the mold of rookie tight ends. I mean, that guy has looked as a solidified tight end one already, and that never happens. I mean, Sam Laporta over Kyle Pitts all day. If you have not listened to me yet and put him on your waiver wire, Sam Laporta is way better than Kyle Pitts. Can't believe we're having that conversation. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But at the same time with the Falcons, like, I think if you get a competent quarterback in there, this team is drastically better. Desmond Ritter is, I mean, horrible. Let's just be honest. He's terrible. And they do not want him passing the ball if they don't have to. Um, And obviously, when you trail like they did all game long, you kind of have to have him throw the ball, and you're not going to get anywhere with him doing that. Like, it's, it's terrible. You know who a real competent quarterback is? Who's that? Taylor Heineke. Yeah. See their backup? He is, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. They probably need to make that transition. I'd be down for that. I would agree with you. Moving on, Texas. I think the offense would definitely get better. Texans, Jaguars. I mean, here's something. I mean, the the shocker of the weekend, and Trevor Lawrence had, had on Twitter um, after this saying he is taking notes of all the people saying they're doubting the Jaguars, but I think people are doubting them with good reason. They get beat by the Jaguars by 20. The Texans, C.J. Stroud and the Texans, falls out with 280 yards, puts up 37 points on the Jaguars. What do we make of this this performance from the rookie? Uh, Dell also looked good, and is also uh, Matt Collins also looked good. Oh, I mean, I think that you say Mac Hollins. Just make me the fucking talk. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think CJ Stroud looked really good. I think you know right now, obviously, we didn't see anything from the other two rookies, but this was by far the best rookie performance by any of them so far. 
Um, this was a day out calendar. I don't know that people are discounting the Jaguars correctly yet. I do think that they're obviously going to have to figure out how to win these games. They're going to have to figure out how to pull out close ones. But you lose another one, especially in a division matchup like this, and it gives a lot of people a reason to doubt you. I mean, you know, two years ago, the Jaguars weren't relevant in any kind of playoff talk. So it's very easy to get, you know, kind of relegated back to where you were. So I think a lot of times these are games where you have to go out and make a statement, like I just said, with the Lions, and the Jaguars are just not being able to do that right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's a terrible loss for the Jaguars. Um, I mean, they're looking to be one of the top teams in the AFC. And, I mean, they beat the Colts only by 10, which really is not – I'm not even taking a shot at the Ravens or anything. I really – the Colts are not a good team, and they only barely squeeze past them. They only put up nine against the Chiefs and then turn around and only put up 17 against the Texans. That's an issue, especially for a team that um, I think was really rolling at the end of last year. Their offense was clearly one of the top offenses towards the end of last season, and you would have hoped adding Calvin Ridley that that would really kind of just blossom into even a more explosive offense, and that does not seem to be the case, which is pretty shocking. Yeah, and the season is definitely on track to be uh, maybe one of Doug Marone's last ones. I could see that. I could see actually him moving up into, uh, you know, the GM role, uh, uh, some sort of role like that for the Jaguars, but definitely getting a new coach in there in Jacksonville. And I'll tell you what, I, I told Josh this on the phone today if Staley gets fired or if, or if I mean, Minnesota lets go of O'Connell, hey, Jacksonville better be on the fucking phone. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'd rather have O'Connell than uh, Staley. I'd agree with that. All right, Panthers, Seahawks, 27-37. I mean, the other rookie, Bryce Young, just didn't have quite enough firepower to get it done in this game, but still played an impressive game. Uh, No, Uh, that's what I was saying earlier. No, no, it was Andy (laughs) Dalton. It was Andy Dalton, yeah. It was Andy Dalton. That's why they scored so many points. (laughs) Yes. They actually had a chance because Bryce Young yeah. wasn't playing. Exactly. So tell no, me about um, this game I didn't watch a second of it. I mean, I I didn't watch it that closely. Um, Kenneth Walker had a day. I mean, he played really well. Um, Gino is Gino. I don't think. Um, I mean, he had a pretty good performance, but again, I don't. I mean, he's got good weapons and everything around him. I think it's more that than him. Um, and honestly, the Panthers just are terrible. Like, I mean, they're just not uh, a good team. Adam Thielen so. is continuing to ball out, Kyler. Back to back, just wonderful performances from the old man, Adam Thielen. Love seeing him work. That Miles is Sanders is getting more of a work horse back role than what I thought he was going to get. Um, and then on the other side, I think this is a big win for Seattle. I think Gino really needed a win like this. Really. I mean, just needed a win in general, but people were questioning the Seahawks after week one. And I think, you know, that Pete Carroll knew that they needed to put something together. And I think they did a good job of doing that against, a, I mean, a hard fought Panthers team. I mean, Andy Dalton never wants to go out there and lose. He's a seasoned vet who knows where to place the football. That's probably why Adam Dillon had such a good game. You know, that old veteran connection. Uh, but overall, I was, I was happy with Seahawks and pretty much expected from the Panthers. It was a fun second half, though. I mean, a lot, a lot of points scored, some touchdowns scored. Yeah, I will. I mean, I thought it was a little bit closer um, than even what the score suggests. Uh, just most of it, like the last probably five minutes really got away from the Panthers, but this game was a lot closer than I wanted it to be, given that this was my lock of the week, was the Seahawks over the Panthers, and I was kind of nervous because I uh, screwed up our week one parlay, and I thought I did it again. So... Are we going to go this full podcast without mentioning Taylor Swift? Well, we haven't got to the game yet. Well, I guess not. Well, I mean, we're there. I mean, it's I whatever. Mean, the it's Chiefs what blew out the Bears. Everyone's talking the about. Games aren't, so. The game is not worth talking about. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, do we believe that the relationship is real? I thousand percent. I'm, That's a yeah, I would, I'm leaning towards yes, Josh's but... Uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, jersey sales have skyrocketed since Taylor Swift went to that game, which is crazy. <laughs> I love it. Up there cussing in the box with with Mama Kelsey. I mean, that was mm-hmm. disgusting. 
But she was, I saw her cleaning up, she was cleaning up uh, the, the box after everyone was leaving and people were quarter and someone clipped it and was like, you know, that's an all-time veteran move, seeing the, making sure the parents see you clean up after an event. And I was like, good job, Taylor. Look at you go trying to impress Mama Kelsey. Very fun to see. But uh, so I've noticed, uh, so Big Cat was in a, quite a Twitter spat today um, with the Swifties. Uh, what, what I'm not sure, quite sure what his argument was. I think it was that Travis Kelsey is more important to football than Taylor Swift is important to music. Hmm. As far as status goes, <laughs> or what are we talking? That's a hilarious <laughs> take. I mean, you got to have Travis hmm. Kelsey to win the Super Bowl if you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, who's the greatest tight end, tight end of all time? Grant, probably, Gronk, right? Yeah. Who's two? No, it's Travis Kelsey. Okay, so it's, Tra- okay, it's Travis. Okay, there's an argument. It is. Yeah, he is. Taylor Swift is arguably... Is she is she the goat? Is Taylor Swift the goat? I don't I don't think so. Probably okay. not. So then, it, in the history like, of football, Travis Kelsey is more important. I feel like you're putting me in a box. Probably Taylor's- just because. It, well, it's it's weird because like music has so many different like genres and stuff, and so it's like you have like a goat of each genre. Where like NFL is just one thing, right? Okay, I disavow everything uh, Griffin just said. Swifties, come out, Griffin. Yep, Swifties after Griffin. Get him. Why are they after me? No, they're after you. They're coming strong. Okay, after I'm you, supporting. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did a. Patrick Mahomes right, is he uh, is he injured? <laughs> no, you. No, he limps off fine. the field. He's fine. Okay. He's fine. He tweaked his ankle. Saquon's out for like three weeks because of that. Yeah, Saquon, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, the Bears look really bad after everything that came out. The <laughs> defensive bad. coordinator resigns. Everything happens overnight. Justin Fields blames his performance on bad coaching. What? Said he was going to release the old Justin Fields, and the old Justin Fields did not look good. Looked very bad. Okay, um, when do you, we consider a guy to be a bust? I was there before you guys were at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, I know. But like, when what, what is the record you have to have to be considered a bust? Because this man is 5-23 and 23 as a starter in this league. No, and they Bear, are on a 13-game losing streak. Bears fans are focused on the draft. Yeah, they should be. They need to trade Justin Fields and get Caleb Williams. Yeah, that has been the talk, but at the same time, I don't want Caleb Williams to be what there either. The, uh, what's the compensation you think you can get for him right now? Not very much. Tough trade. Oh, come on. I don't know. I mean, it's a fair question. I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you think you could get for him? Get in a second. <clears throat> You're looking at Jets with Phil a second. Out of I right mean, now? you probably. Yeah, you probably could because he's still on his rookie contract for another two years or three years. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 two yes, years. I think someone would give a second for Justin Fields. Jets or Titans or Falcons? No, not the Jets won't. The Jets won't. The I don't Jets think, are stuck Aaron at Zach Wilson. Back. They're vowing that they're not moving off of their starting point. They need to go out and get Carson Wentz. I feel like we're so off track. We'll get where we talk. Oh, yeah. Can we move on from Taylor Swift? I mean... I think it's all fake. We were past her. Same game. All right. Cowboys. I'm so glad the Cowboys have come down there. It's so glad the Cowboys <laughs> have shown their true colors. Dak, like I mean, like Griffith has been preaching all season long, when when given the opportunity, Dak Prescott is going to throw interceptions. That's exactly what happened in the red zone. I mean, memes all over the place, flying all over, all over Twitter. Who, where is blood even looking at? Who's blood even throwing to? Throwing right to three cardinal linebackers, um, right over the middle in the red zone. Like I said, late in this game, Cardinals end up winning twenty-eight sixteen. Um, what do you make of this overall bad game from Dak? Bad game from the Cowboys. Man, the thing is, is like, and the they've already been struggling in the red zone. They're one of the top or bottom five teams at um, 
conversion percentage. And the fact that his interception came in the red zone is, I mean, it's that's the worst spot to throw a pick, right? I mean, you could at least get three points if you don't throw that pick. Um, the thing is, and we kind of talked about it last uh, last episode, is that if Dak doesn't have to do much, he'll be fine. He's a great game manager, which is kind of taking him back to that rookie season of 13-3. and three. They had that awesome rushing game, everything like that. But then as soon as he's trying to prove to be the guy or try to make things happen, this is what he is. He, he throws interceptions. He's, he just can't get it done. He can't be the guy that gets you there, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Your take, Josh? You asked me that because you saw the mouth. That's what I'm saying. We have, we have fucking two games left to talk about in, in this entire <laughs> episode, and Josh couldn't wait 10 minutes to, t- to open up his fucking granola protein bar, bar and take a huge bite of it. Griffin was in the middle of a take. I thought he Either was going to be a while. Um, I think that this is just a bad game for the Cowboys. I don't think there's any need to overreact yet. We know what Dak is. I mean, we know that he's not a Super Bowl MVP kind of guy. You'd have to take that, move on, go on with your day. But Dallas did enough to get it done. I mean, I mean, they didn't ha- they didn't do enough to get it done. Sorry, but they're doing enough throughout the season where this is just going to be a bad game. The Cardinals are going to go on to lose a whole lot of games. The Cowboys are going to go on to make the playoffs. I don't think there's any reason to hit the panic button on Dallas. So what do you make of the 222 rushing yards they gave up, though, and kind of, um, I guess, neutralize Michael Parsons, so to say, by running almost directly at him and not allowing him to just use that dominant rushing attack that he can I think it takes a week or two, and you've got that game plan for from a lot of these teams. I mean, you have to be able to adjust to that kind of stuff, and I think that they will. I think that they're still – Game one of getting adjusted to not having Trayvon Diggs, I think that's, you know, obviously it's not going to get better, but at least you can plan for it and have guys where you need to have them. So I think they're going to be able to spread around the defense a little bit more once they get everyone comfortable where they're at. Sure, that's a good answer. But when I think about, <laughs> you know, them giving up 222 yards to the Cardinals, I think about Kyle Shanahan in the NFC Championship game or maybe the divisional game drawing up a game plan against the Cowboys saying, Hey, these guys are susceptible right here and I can suck them in, you know, suck these guys in, maybe pull, suck them in real good. And when they're sucked in, you can throw it over the top. Or even if they get sucked in too good, I mean, you're busting through the middle. There's nothing better when they're sucked in and you bust to be honest. Okay. What are we even doing? (laughs) What? There's no way. Okay. With that being said, okay, I get your point. But also, like, take into the account, like, the Eagles, too. They're going to have to face them in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Rushing game's great, or it can s- be great. Going to um, suck, so, suck I mean, in the defense, huh? Yep. Going to suck them in. You're right. Hard. Keep on going, Griff. Just keep on going. I'm done. I'm done. That's all I got. Okay. You had a great point about the Eagles. You're going to get sucked up yeah. good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steelers, Raiders. What did we think Steelers of Steelers and Raiders. Jesus. <laughs> what did we make of that game? What did we make of that game? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a loser. Yeah. He is yeah, a loser. He's not winning football games. I've been telling you that for weeks. <laughs> Whoa. What? You're hopping off the bandwagon? What, what bandwagon? I've been telling you around? that Jimmy G doesn't know how to win football games. Stop it. Stop we, it! That's your guy. Talking about that's that's your team is the Raiders since you don't have the Ravens. Oh, I have to go with the Raiders since you love Jimmy G, okay. or or the Giants. You could go with the I Giants too. Um. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But I mean, Jimmy G will be fine. The Raiders will be okay. Devonta Adams. You heard him in the press conference today. He does not have time to wait around. He's trying to win football games. You're going to see a lot more 15 and 200 yard reception games out of him. He'll be just fine. The Raiders, get, Josh Jacobs will get. If only you got a winner at quarterback. We don't have to worry about quarterback. And once we get our entire you know offensive line good and our defense good, we'll be fine. They need we, to just make the move to Aiden O'Connell. Um, I, I think we're say, less than five. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to just going to say Najee Harris wow. sucks. Terrible. True. We're five games. 
less than five or less games away from uh, Devontae Adams fighting Jimmy G on on the field. No doubt about it. No, I think he's going to fight McDaniel. I think all of them are mad at McDaniel. I think he's just going to ask for a trade. We didn't ask reason and logic to be on the show, Griffin. After he beats Jimmy G. Oh, there it is. In the locker room, (laughs) no media probably. All right. When does a there goes Josh take another big ass bite of fucking of his his dude? He can't help himself. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a bar, so there's, there's, uh, stop fucking talking with food. Hey, don't. God, yeah, damn, what? Man. What? The, this is why Josh. This is why we don't. Have any this is a this is a classy podcast, and you're fucking it up. Motherfucker, man. All right. Uh, anything else, guys? I mean, I'm, I think this is a good episode. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, we do have one thing we need to talk right. about. Um, let's talk about your guy, Sam Howell. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you you cannot do that anymore. He's terrible. He needs he needs to bench himself. Oh, yeah. Thirty-seven to three wasn't great. Uh, but I mean, it was the Bills. That's all you got to say. It's Who Bills. cares? Hey, I told you, I called Tyler and I gave you all my lock of the week and it was the Bills to cover this game because I knew that the Commanders weren't that good of a football team. The Bills are elite, so I had them as my Super Bowl pick. It's a very elite team. The You bring up the Bills, Zach Wilson beat the Bills. Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback. For three plays. We give him the start. That isn't. No, we win, not we don't give him the yeah, win he though. The win, no, Zach, he doesn't get it. Well, okay. Well, did we even talk about that game? He didn't get the bad. he didn't get the win this week either. Zach Wilson still the Jets. No, he didn't. Owen. Oh, what's there to talk about? Those teams Owen suck against the Patriots. Yeah. No, they're one and two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they haven't. They. Yeah. I thought you were going. No, somewhere they else had one and eight or seven matchups. This makes eight. Oh, I think it's longer than that. Zach Wilson hasn't, but the um, Patriots haven't lost to the Jets since like 2014. Oh, maybe that's what it was, 14, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, which is insane. Not good as the Pats win 15-10. to 10. I mean, just a pretty uh, mundane game. I think somebody uh, – they had a, a game-winning drive, though, didn't they? Well, the, basically they stopped the Jets from winning on the on a game-winning drive. Zach Wilson had a chance to go win it late, and and the Patriots stopped very quickly. It did not take long. Uh, It was not pretty. But I think that this is two top-tier defense is is why the score is 15-10. to Just duking it out. Uh, You think it's just the defenses? Well, I mean, no, definitely the Jets' play calling is a big reason. I mean – I think the quarterbacks have a lot to do with it. Yeah, but I mean – but here's the deal. Even if you have Zach Wilson, you can run the ball 40 times between – uh, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and Michael Carter. That's literally, I mean, just do that over and over and over and throw a play action one every four plays. And previewing to Friday's episode, I was on the phone with Josh earlier, Griffin, and you're going to enjoy this comment. Oh, no. Um, what I say? Josh said he's looking forward to Sunday Night Football this week. Um, Jets and Chiefs. Um, interested to see how that Jets defense <laughs> that we we're just talking about does against. Patrick Mahomes. Actually, I, I I did not say that. I don't think if I did, that's a very smart man because that is actually a uh, great point. If this Chiefs uh, offensive weapons, if the Chiefs if, are going to uh, put up thirty, receivers suck as bad as everyone says. Maybe it'll be a tough game. It's not going to be. All right, I guess we'll have to find it on Friday's episode. I'm literally not even check worried. out Friday's episode for reaction from Griffin. <laughs> Little sneak peek there. <laughs> All right, have a good week, guys. All right, boys, anything else? No, I'm good. All right, let's go fucking talk.